Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Well, good morning, everybody. We're back. Time flies, doesn't it? Can't believe it's Saturday again. My name is Earl, and I'm a recovering car dealer. I hope we got the old audience back, and I hope we got some new folks out there. If you're new, uh, as I say, I'm a recovering car dealer. And this is a unique show. Uh, if you're just tuning into True Oldies and expecting music, well, you got me instead. I'm not going to sing to you. But what I'm going to try to do for the next two hours is answer any of your questions you may have about cars. Uh, the purpose of the show is not just a car talk thing, you know, move, a lot of uh, shows on cars. This is a show about how not to be ripped off by your car dealer. I really don't care for that expression ripped off but it's a sound bite that uh, sticks with you makes some people angry uh, other people understand what I'm talking about the car buying and leasing experience is just not a happy one it hasn't been for your lifetime and uh, it hasn't been really for my lifetime I started in the business in 1968 um, as a young car dealer and uh, I've been at it ever since almost half a century so, you'd think that times would change. You know, they always say times, they're changing. Uh, everything else has changed in the way things are retailed, sold to you, except for automobiles. And for some reason, and there is a reason, by the way, just on a mystery, car dealers have been stuck in a time warp, and they're still doing business the way I say they, we, I'm a car dealer, in full disclosure. Car dealers, we're doing business the way we did 50 years ago. If you bought a car in 1958 or 68 or 78, hey, walk into a dealership today, 2018, almost 2019, it's going to be the same thing. They won't give you a price uh, unless you're ready to buy today. And when they do give you a price, it won't be the out-the-door price. You're going to have all sorts of surprises when you sign in in what they call the business office. They're going to charge you fee after fee after fee, and then they're going to rake you over the coals with an exorbitant interest rate and a lot of what they call products, uh, extended warranties, maintenance contracts, gap insurance, you name it. Uh, they'll try to sell it to you. The price that you thought you could buy the car for uh, is going to be raised by thousands of dollars, and they get away with it. So that's why we're here. Earl Stewart on cars. And I'm not alone in the studio here. I've got a, a team. Uh, I couldn't do this by myself. Uh, we've got Rick Kearney, who is sitting to my right. Uh, Rick is a certified diagnostic master technician, and uh, I call him an auto computer scientist. Uh, cars are compli complicated today. The good news is, even though cars are far more complicated today than they ever were, they're better. And uh, they're computers, and they're kind of hard to fix sometimes. And you know when your computer goes a little bit off? Today, every time there's a recall, it's a computer problem. Rick and I were just talking about that before we went on the air. Uh, Toyota has another recall. It's a software update that didn't work the first time. Now they got to redo it. Very complicated. So Rick has to go to school all the time. And uh, he has to continually study to keep up with technology. If you bought a car five years ago, it's obsolete today. I hate to tell you that. Now, I don't mean the fact that it won't run well. It runs better than the one you bought before that one. It's a great car, except for the fact 
that there are a huge amount of safety features and other features, electronic, computerized, that are coming out at the speed of light, it seems like. Every time you see a new model, they have something else. Rick has to stay on top of that. So uh, if you have any questions about your car, mechanically, electronically, computer-wise, what kind of car should you buy? Or if you have a button that you don't know what it does, or you'll wonder about some of the things you read with the uh, blind side warners, the blind spot warnings and other things, uh, the, the gadget that keeps you in the lane when you're going on the road, uh, the backup cameras. Hey, that's old now, backup cameras. And sitting to Rick's right is Nancy Stewart. She's my co-host. And Nancy has a very special place on the show because she represents half the audience. Uh, she is a strong female advocate. And you can't pick up a newspaper, turn on the TV, go online. It's all about women today. Finally, the world is waking up to the fact that women are half the equation. It's kind of strange. They buy half the cars. You'd think the auto manufacturers and the auto dealers would figure out that they're equally important to men. <clears throat> but the car dealers, as I say, uh, living in the last century, Nancy and I are re-watching re Mad Men. If you watch Mad Men, you'll understand what I'm talking about when I'm saying about women being treated with respect and courtesy. And they haven't been. And when you go into a car dealership today, too many times that doesn't happen. So Nancy is on the warpath. And she has understood this for a long time. And she is talking about it. And she's trying to help you ladies out there. And uh, Nancy, you've got a little special uh, something for the ladies when they call the show. I do. Good morning to everyone. Ladies, first two new lady callers. I have $50 for each one of you. Please stay tuned. Give us some information. Share your thoughts with us. And uh, we have a wonderful mystery shopping report. And we would, I would like you to be part of that and to grade it by texting us. Well, you know, it's important. The reason we want to hear from you ladies, and Rick Kearney has talked about this too, he says that when he speaks to a customer in the service drive, the one cool thing about the females is they're not afraid to ask questions. And men, I don't know what it is about us men, uh, the macho, I know it all, you know, you know the, the common uh, uh, criticism of men when they're driving a car, traveling, they won't stop and ask directions. They'd rather drive around lost for half an hour than admit they don't know where they're going. Women are intelligent enough and candid enough when they come into a car dealership to tell it like it is. Say, this is my problem. Can you explain this to me? And this is the reason we love female callers, because you will be honest with us on the air and tell us exactly what some of the difficulties you have when you're buying, maintaining, or repairing your car. So, as Nancy just said, $50 cold cash, no conditions, no strings attached. You call the show. You can give us a suggestion or a comment or not. But when you call the show the first time, first two female callers, $50 cash. And to Nancy's right, we have my son. He's Earl Stewart III, but he's also Stu. We call him Stu. And, uh, you know, he's a little bit past millennial, but he's up there into the cyber world, uh, cyberspace. 
and he's our communication link. You know, radio's old-fashioned. I hate to say this because I'm on the radio, but radio's kind of old-fashioned. I mean, you got uh, a lot of other media out there that is far more popular, as he's trying to keep us up to the time. So we're on Snapchat. We're on Instagram. We're streaming this live right now on live Facebook video. So you can get us on Google search. You can get us anywhere in cyberspace. Uh, we'd love to have text from you. We have a text number, which is area code 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Text come through to Stu. And if you're streaming us online, that's facebook.com forward slash EarlOnCars.com, Facebook.com, www.facebook.com forward slash EarlOnCars.com. You don't need the extra dot com. Huh? You don't need the extra dot oh, com. Oh, I, 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 see, you that's me. That's the reason we have too. <laughs> I, I do that all the time. Too many dot coms, and I say pound instead of hashtag. So, Stu keeps me straight. So, we got Facebook.com forward slash EarlOnCars, and you can stream us live. You can post. And we will read your post on the air, and we'll answer them. And you can text us, as I just said. And you can call us. You know, telephones are kind of old-fashioned. But uh, you can you can call us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. And I see we have Tina holding. Tina, i got one more thing I want to say. Tina is our one of our very best callers. She's female. And uh, she has got amazing insight from her side of the street, the female side of the street. And let me tell you something, boys. She knows more than a lot of you on the boy side of the street. So uh, I can't wait to get to Tina in just a second. I want to I want to give out my justification for you uh, naysayers out there that say, what are you doing? Mainly in the automobile industry, we got some people, manufacturers, people uh, from Toyota, Honda, Mazda, uh, General Motors, Chrysler, Ford. Uh, people in the industry saying you, you're giving the car dealers a bad name, and I say to answer that, I'm not giving them a bad name. I'm just saying the emperor has no clothes. I'm calling attention to the bad name, and my proof, my justification for this is a Gallup poll on honesty and ethics and professions. It is the perfect proof that car dealers are treating people unethically and dishonestly. And they've been doing it since at least 1977, because that's how long the Gallup poll has been out. 1977. And the questionnaire just simply says, which businesses do you consider the most and least honest and ethical? And car dealers or at the bottom of the barrel. The bottom. Uh, we're down there with congressmen, <coughs> lobbyists, lawyers, down there with people, th th with professions and business that people hold in disdain. We, we're not looked up to, and we shouldn't be looked up to. I say we, because as I said earlier, in full transparency, you're listening to a car dealer right now, but I'm a recovering car dealer. So that's my justification, the Gallup poll on honesty, ethics, and professions. Now let's get to one of our very best callers. Good morning, Tina. Welcome to Earl Stewart on Hi. Cars. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Rick, I owe you an apology. I was teasing you last week, and I think you <laughs> took it a little bit wrong, so... I'm sorry about that. No, not at all. <laughs> Rick's a little sensitive <laughs> I felt bad. I'm like, oh, no, I think I made him mad. Nope. But anyway, I just want to, I, I was 
doing a little looking at statistics yesterday, mm-hmm. and guess what? Florida is number one. Number one for economic fraud. <laughs> and unfortunately, seniors are the target. Mm-hmm. And among all the different categorizations of fraud, auto fraud was in the top ten. So Florida, we're number one. Wow. Yep. So, so the bottom line is that this just underscores how much a show like Earl Stewart on Cars is needed. Any of you out there, if you have a mother or a grandmother, a father or a grandfather that's looking for a car this weekend, please hold off your shopping trip. Listen to the archives on SoundCloud or Stitcher and listen to the show before you make any kind of decisions. Because sometimes when you look online or look in the newspaper or whatever and see a car you really want, you kind of get that emotional excitement that you need to reel yourself back in and listen to the facts first and come armed and ready when you go to the car dealership. So true. Earl is nodding along. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, T and I. I get a lot of calls, as you might imagine, text, uh, emails. I get uh, uh, people communicate with me from all over the United States. YouTube has been an amazing source of calls uh, when they see the YouTubes. And uh, Jonathan Cantor in the control room there, and I'm waving at him, uh, does a fantastic job by excerpting uh, interesting uh, points during the show and putting them on YouTube. And people call me, I'm going to say 50 to 60 percent of the calls are from seniors. And in Florida, Tina, as you so uh, uh, pointed out so accurately, we're number one in economic fraud. And what is a better target than the uh, seniors? And they're, t- they're just, it's easy to find demographically. All you have to do, if you're a, if you're a liar, cheating thief that wants to take advantage of somebody, you can get a, you can get a database, real simply. You can buy an email list, a telephone list, whatever you want, people over 65, or whatever you want. And you call those people, and you con them. And we come, I say we, because I'm a senior, I'm 77, and I was born in 1940. Um, we're targeted. And uh, it's just uh, so sad that we don't have a better defense. Uh, there are some agencies out there. There's the Seniors Against Crime, um, and they they do a great job. They're they're uh, all volunteers. Uh, we have a South Florida division. There's a Middle Florida. They come under Pam Bondi in the Attorney General's office. Sadly, Pam Bondi gives them zero support. And when they go to the Attorney General's office, with a complaint, uh, they're ignored, which is a sad thing. And uh, there's some laws on the books about this, and those, too, are not looked at as carefully as they should. When you commit a crime against a senior in Florida, there is extra penalties, but there's not extra emphasis when uh, the police enforcement and the attorney general group goes out after it. So you hit on a real Achilles heel in our legal system, Tina. We need more emphasis on protecting our seniors. Uh, I don't mean to go on and on about this, but I had a, one of the calls I had, I'm keeping the name of the dealership confidential. Uh, a woman's 80-year-old husband with dementia was taken advantage of in a service department with a car dealership on the Treasure Coast. And uh, she's going in, I'm working with her, and uh, she has an appointment with Mm -hmm. the service manager, and I've given her the uh, cell phone number of the owner of the dealership to be used as a last resort, and, uh, but I will not mention 
of the name of the dealership. You've already given me enough information. <laughs> Stu knows who I'm talking about. But uh, this woman will be going in on Monday to try to resolve the issue. She got an estimate um, for the repairs, asked for an estimate, or the husband did, and was never given an estimate. And instead of an oil change, she ended up with $1,000 worth of repairs. So hopefully this will be resolved on Monday. If wow. not, then we're going to have to go uh, to the mattresses mm. on this and fight it. And so Tina, uh, you know, throughout the week, there's not a day that goes by that there isn't a senior citizen that contacts me. And uh, it's after the fact. And uh, most of the time, you know, we really... Well, some of the time we can't do anything about it, but there really has to be more protection for senior citizens. Uh, there's uh, women that are left, uh, you know, without a husband. They're widows. They never, well, serviced the car, bought a car. Well, they're back in the madmen culture, and uh, they go out there, and uh, they're prey, and they get taken advantage of. So I would like to see more protection for the senior citizen. Yes, but we have to remember that the the auto dealers lobby in the state of Florida and throughout the country, but especially in the state of Florida, is really strong, and they're going to fight to deregulate, not fight to regulate, unfortunately. Yes, you're so right. So there's that whole issue as well. Well, we don't have a lot of cooperation from the, you know, people that can change things the Gallup poll, for one, change so much about car buying, and it's unfortunate that uh, we're still fighting, and we hope that uh, there's going to be some people that will join us. Tina, you mentioned the lobbying agencies, and uh, I used to be a director uh, many years ago for the Florida Automobile Dealers Association. In fact, I was on their executive committee, and I tried to work with the dealers <coughs> to form of internal policing. Even the lawyers have internal policing. Most uh, industries have some sort of internal controls. The car dealers, at least in Florida, reject this. And uh, I told the Florida Automobile Dealers Association, one day, if you don't regulate yourselves, then you're going to have the regulators come in and get you. Uh, that hasn't happened because sometimes money is more powerful than what is right. In the long run, what is right will prevail. But right now, the thing the uh, Florida, in fact, all the automobile dealers need is internal controls and regulation. Even the manufacturers will not step in. They could uh, regulate the dealers, but frankly, they're afraid to over-regulate their own dealers because it's costing them sales volume. And the number one thing to a car manufacturer, Ford or General Motors or anybody, if the dealers sell a lot of cars, they're happy. Uh, how they sell them, they don't really care, which is a sad statement on the morals and ethics of the auto manufacturers. But, yeah, um, our, our laws are hamstrung right now, and the enforcement of those laws are hamstrung uh, by the strong lobbying. Tina, you got to hit it right on the head. you got to figure it out, and thank you very much for a great call. Oh, thank you. And another thing that I wanted to mention, too, before I go, and we've talked about this before, but one of the things that dealers bait and switch senior citizens with is making them think that they are buying a vehicle, but they're actually getting them to sign lease papers. Be so aware of that. You're and right if that. you are over the age of 65, if you're any age, like you said before, Earl, do not go to a car dealership by yourself. Make sure you take somebody with you that can read the fine print and decipher it and know what it is, even if you have to pay that person. 
it's worth it to have that second person there. Great advice. Yeah. Great advice. Thanks so much, Dan, and I hope a lot of seniors out there are listening. Very important. Thank you so much. There's power. Oh, you're welcome. Power in numbers. Never go to a dealership alone. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Remember, we'd like you to be part of the Mystery Shopping Report by uh, voting. Let us know how you feel about the Mystery Shopping Report, and you can text us with your uh, w- with your uh, grade at uh, 772-497-6530. We're going to go to John. He, too, is a regular caller. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. I have what I'd say my answer to the recall problem. New York State has a mandate on their annual car inspections, which must be one- done once a year. If you don't have that sticker and you're not in a computer, you don't get your license renewed. Their mandate says, quote, any car that has a mechanical recall on it, no matter what brand, they're plugged into the national computer, does not pass the New York State inspection. So naturally, no license renewal, no nothing. You don't get the car on the road. Now, we don't have, in Florida, state inspections. We really don't want it. And Rick will agree with me, Earl will agree with me. We did in the past. Many states have stopped it completely, like New Jersey two years ago, okay? But here's the whole catch that we can do. We'd renew our car every year in the Motor Vehicle Bureau. It goes into a computer. Actually, now it's so easy, you don't even have to show proof of insurance because they know that right away. Okay, when the car has a safety or a mechanical recall on it, you don't get your license plates. That's way I propose, and I think it could work. Now, another thing, I checked into New York further, okay? Not only that's a mandate, but why do I, there's a catch to the New York law. It's mechanical defect, mm-hmm. not safety. Mm-hmm. In other words, Takata doesn't fall underneath that because it's presently working when you bring the car in for inspection, and it's not, you know, uh, on their list that it's considered mechanical. Mm-hmm. But... Here's the whole thing I found out, and it can't be confirmed. I'm getting double talk when I called. New York law says a New York car dealer, a new car dealer, cannot sell new or used car with a recall on it. Now, I've tried to verify this. Used car, for sure. Used car. Wasted my time double talk. Call dealers, press one, hold one. Mm -hmm. Nobody. I I just got to run around. So what did I do? I called the Honda... National hotline. What a mistake. Let me tell you. I think it's an outsource because the guy didn't speak English very well. All right? And what he tried to tell me is I mentioned to him after he said, well, we have little control over the deal of franchises. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, we can control the ones that are direct operation. I said, wait a minute. Don't give me this direct operation. In Florida, there's no such thing. Everything is franchise. It's illegal to have a direct operation. Mm-hmm. So he hesitated for a minute, and he said, well, again, i got to say, we still have little control over what we can tell our dealers and what they can sell and this and that. I said, well, let me give you, for instance, and you don't tell me you didn't get complaints. Paragon Honda in Queens, New York City, 
has had fines against them for, you name it, back then schemes. I mean, the Department of Consumer Affairs fined them for literally millions. Mm -hmm. So I said, now you're saying you don't have control over the dealer? He said, well, we've had our problems with that dealer, all right? Yeah, he's had problems, but here's the story. That's still in business, the dealer, and I said to him, you look, again, you say little control over what you can do with your franchises. What about in Stewart, where I live here, that the Toyota franchise was totally taken away from them? Well, I thought I heard him drop to the floor then over there, and he didn't say anything. But I still don't know exactly if that's a New York State law that no new car dealer can sell any car on the lot, new or used, with a recall on it. Haven't found that out 100% yet. John, I think it But my proposal, again, is on your renewal, okay? In the state of Florida, it goes into the computer, national, uh, you know, computer for the government, and if there's a recall on it, guess what? You don't get your license plate. That's my proposal. Well, John, I totally agree with you. As far as New York goes, uh, the manufacturers don't allow a dealer to sell a new car with a with a recall. So if they have a new car in their inventory, the manufacturers prohibit it. So we don't need a law on that. Uh, manufacturers are pretty strict on that. They watch it carefully. Um, my gripe with the manufacturers is they will allow you to sell a used car, their make car. So if you're a Honda dealer, they say, no, no, you can't sell that new car with a recall. But if you have a current model used car, just because it's been titled on your lot, it's okay to sell. They won't even allow a person to rent a car with a recall. So you can you can... Um, you can't rent a car with a recall. You can't sell a new car with a recall. But you can sell as many used cars as you want with a recall. I totally agree with you, John, <clears throat> that there should be a law that the registration and tag should not be issued if there's an outstanding safety recall. It's so simple, it's got to be embarrassing to the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles and every department of motor vehicles in the country why they don't do that. The why is the economic power of the manufacturers and the dealers. Now, in Australia, they just came up with a brand-new law that goes into effect in December that makes it very, very difficult to sell a car. I won't go into the details of the law, but it is a very, very strong law to slow down the sale of vehicles with defectives, with recalls. The auto manufacturers are up in arms, the dealers are up in arms, and they're fighting it. Problem being, John, there are so many cars out there without fixes. So they're looking at this as, okay, if I cannot, if it's against the law for my dealer to sell a used car with a dangerous recall, I have to tell him to hold the car. If he holds the car, I'm going to have to compensate the dealer. If he holds the car there's not a fix, I'm going to have to compensate the customer that was driving that car. So you add these compensations up, multiply it by tens of millions. And that's the reason the economic impact on the auto manufacturers and the dealers is so huge, they're stopping it from happening. They're hamstringing our government. They're lobbying heavily to stop something because of economic reasons, and they're costing the lives of American drivers. That's a sad fact. And there are a lot of people out there listening to this show that know I'm right. There are a lot of politicians out there that are running for office right now that know I'm right, Democrats and Republicans. I'm an equal 
opportunity hater of politicians. I hate the Ameri- I hate the Republicans, and I hate the Democrats, and I don't mean that literally. I don't like all politicians because they will ignore an issue that will not buy them more votes. They'll advocate an issue that'll get them more votes, and the money from the auto industry, dealers and manufacturers, is so powerful. They got they got the gags in the mouths of both of both parties, Republicans and Democrats, and it's a shame. John, thanks for a great call and uh, your Just solution. One question I want to ask you: Do you agree with me that we don't need a state inspection in the state of Florida? Would you agree with me on that? I agree with you on that. I don't think that the cars are. So, there was a time, 25, 30 years ago, when it was necessary, maybe longer. Today's cars are far, far safer. Very few accidents are caused today by defects in cars. The problem is the safety recalls. So we should have, um, you're having the same thing. You're having once a year, you're going to have your car inspected. It's going to be inspected when they put your VIN number in the computer and say you have a safety recall. And no, I'm not going to give you your license plate until you get that safety recall fixed. And that would be an inspection. And your idea is brilliant. And that's what we should do. But how are you going to overpower uh, big auto and big dealer? Those, those two groups are hundreds and millions of dollars in the pockets of our politicians. And that's the reason they're, they're staying moot on the subject. They're afraid to lose that money to get them elected. The answer is, like you say, you're not going to overcome them. Just no. like you're not going to overcome the dealer fee mm-hmm. in, the, in the state of Florida. In the you're short making run. millions. Yeah. If you take a $3,000 dealer fee and you multiply that times the cause mm-hmm. that that dealer will sell in a year, Boy, we are talking about a lot of money. You got that right, John. Did you know the first year, just to guess, that we had state inspection in the state of Florida? Would you care to guess? 1950. 1969. It ended in the 80s, and it started in 1969. Yeah. And it was really a hassle because it was done only by the state, yeah. not by private uh, dealers. Well, I sold Pontiacs in 1969, and they were junky. And uh, a lot of cars were junky. And cars needed inspections because mechanical problems. Uh, but today, I don't think you need that anymore, but you sure need control on the safety recalls. John, thanks for a great call. Please call again next week. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Thank you, John. Look forward to hearing from you again. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us. We'd love to hear from you if you're a little shy at 772-497-6530. Remember, ladies, First two new lady callers, you can win yourself $50. I think we might have some texts we need to read. Yes, we do. We have a few coming in. Actually, we have a nice little discussion uh, going on on our live Facebook feed, our video, and uh, it's relevant to our last conversation. So we have Craig is saying, caveat emptor. He says, people depend on the government to protect them too often. Uh, Andrea says, uh, if I can find the comment again, uh, she says inspections are only going to work, making a license plate or um, a contingent on it passing an inspection for recalls can only work if the fix is available by the dealer and everyone has equal opportunity to have his or her car fixed. Exactly, or perhaps a rental car provided at the expense of the dealer or the manufacturer. Correct. Uh, Craig answers that inspections are horrible and unfair. Mm-hmm. And th- that's the uh, conversation going on on Facebook right now. 
Yeah, I remember the inspections when they were a uh, real pain, and they don't, they, they're not needed today. We just need control on the recalls. Mm -hmm. And we have Anne-Marie, uh, who has texted us, and she says, good morning. Uh, she's talking about our last caller, Tina, or our previous caller, Tina. Tina makes a good point about Florida being number one for fraud. And then she said, that makes me wonder, have you ever heard of any car dealers in Florida ever sent to jail for fraud? <laughs> uh, I've heard of a case in Arizona and another <laughs> case in Utah where a small dealer was thrown in jail. But I've never heard of any dealers in Florida. Have you? Uh, yes, we have. <laughs> well, yeah, we have, we have one. And uh, John from Palm City uh, has pointed that out to us. He went away for quite a while. But it's an anomaly. Very few dealers have ever called out, prosecuted, uh, Department of Motor Vehicles can take away their licenses. Uh, that rarely ever happens. And it's amazing how the Attorney General is always focusing on something that doesn't involve the automotive industry. If you look at their ranking, I'm not talking about the Gallup poll, but if you look at any of the ranking from the County Office of Consumer Affairs, uh, the, the violations by car dealers are very, very high. Uh, one of the most common complaints to the Better Business Bureau are about car dealers. Obviously, one of the big problems we have in Florida and all states are car dealers, but they're never prosecuted. Economic power, it's all about follow the money, follow Pam Bondi's campaign contributions, and follow the governor's campaign contributions. Uh, it's all about how much can I get from the Florida Automobile Dealers Association to get elected. But you don't see anybody called out by the local media for any kind of a scam by car dealerships. It's amazing. You, you sure don't. All right, we have another one. This is from April, and this is, this is a sweet one. Um, April says, Earl, my husband loves your show, as do I, and she has a request. Um, she wants to know if you can give him a happy birthday shout-out to him. His name is Cable. He turned 71 yesterday. Wow. Cable. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Cable, happy birthday to you. And you said you wouldn't get any music this morning. <laughs> there you go, happy birthday, Cable. Yeah, and that's it for the text. We're all caught up. <clears throat> Fantastic. 772-497-6530. We seem to be able to mine the text mines better. 772 Four nine seven six five three zero. I remember Rick's sitting over here on my right. Rick Kearney, our certified diagnostic master technician. He's waiting for some calls. I know you got some problems out there. Who doesn't have a question about their car? Before the radio show started, we were talking about Stu's car, and Nancy was talking about her car, and I was talking about my car, and we were all talking about Rick. Everybody's got mechanical questions. So if you got a squeak or a rattle or uh, you smell something funny or you feel something funny with your car, talk to Rick Kearney. He's our auto computer scientist. He can answer any question. Try to stump Rick. Yes, give him a call. If you can stump Rick, I'll pay you 50 bucks. Uh-oh. Ask him. A, now, uh -oh. full no, in, in full transparency, he's got his laptop right. here. So he's got fast fingers and a fast brain. So he, he might have to be you know, keying in Google, but <laughs> I'm going to allow that because Google is part of our life. Right. Uh, by the way, you're, you've lit up Facebook. You broke Facebook with your singing. I want to I want a big, <laughs> big, big hit. And we have another text. Oh, fantastic. Uh, uh Texas, just to, give a he just to give a heads up, Fiat Chrysler has issued a recall to owners of some 2018 and 2019 Jeep Wranglers, your favorite vehicle, because of a weld um, mount, uh, weld meant to hold the tr 
the track bar bracket to the frame might fail. Jalopnik.com has pictures of a Jeep Wrangler uh, jail with mil- missing welds. Scary. That is scary. And uh, again, I have to do my de- my Jeep shtick that I do, which is uh, the 12th wonder of the world or whatever. Jeeps are amazingly popular. And you said Fiat Chrysler. They call them, They should call themselves Jeep. They don't sell any Fiats, and they don't sell any Chryslers. All they sell is Jeeps. Jeep is keeping Chrysler alive. Jeep is keeping Fiat alive because Fiat owns Chrysler. Mm-hmm. It's a strange automotive world we live in. And Jeeps are a piece of junk. I mean, there I said it. I know a lot of Jeep owners out there are going to emotionally, they feel terrible about that. They're mad at me. But I love Jeeps. I mean, I'm telling you that they are amazingly stylish. I see a Jeep going down the road. I, I can see myself you know, mm-hmm. with the open doors and the open top, and I can think of myself rolling over and dying. I used to think that was cool Yeah, when I was young. I still think it's cool. I don't. I do. Well, I what? think it's terribly <clears throat> irresponsible. You need oh. doors. Something I, <laughs> that I think is really amazing with the Jeeps is how many companies out there are making – what they call modifications for them, uh, dress-up yeah. kits, uh, ways just to, to change the appearance and make them more personalized yeah. for the owner. And, I mean, it's it's incredible yeah. what they can do on these vehicles. I'm, I, I'm probably being jealous because I wish I had a Jeep franchise. I could just sell more Jeeps <coughs> than they can manufacture. I mean, people buy them, and they have a high resale value because they're high, so popular. But I look at Consumer Reports, they have terrible... Repair histories, safety histories, and everything else. I think you, you probably you're probably jealous because you you see these jeeps and you're figuring, well, they just got back from the Grand Canyon. You're right. You they know? have a much more exciting life. I wished life I was in the Grand right. Canyon. My life's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard Earl Stewart. He's offering you fifty dollars if you can stump Rick. Give us a call toll free at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and you can text us. Text us, yes, if you're a little shy, 772-497-6530, and our lines are open, and uh, we have Nick on the line from Stewart. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, I wouldn't even try a stump Rick, but I have a question and an observation. Um, question, I um, recently got a, looked into a car at um, Schumacher, uh, and they gave me a true car price, they emailed me, and it included a dealer fee and a couple of extra extraneous fees that came to like $1,200. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a little on the high side? Uh, 1200 is about standard in South Florida for, for gotchas, or a.k.a. dealer fees, electronic filing fees, tag agency fees. Etc. Etc. The good thing about TrueCar is the fact they forced the dealer to include that in the TrueCar price. In other words, Schumacher gave you a price through TrueCar, and TrueCar said to Schumacher, "Look, if you're going to quote a TrueCar price, include all your phony fees." And that's what these fees are: twelve hundred dollars worth of fees. Unfortunately, in South Florida anyway, is about standard. So, the sin of a dealer fee. Nick, it's not the fact that it exists, it's the <coughs> fact that they hide it from you. So when you buy the car at the advertised price, they add it on after the fact, usually 
when you're in the business office, and you probably don't even see it. And if you do see it, you think it's a government fee and it's a legitimate fee. But that's the reason I recommend people buy car cars through TrueCar. At least they force the dealer to put it in to the advertised price. Okay, and um, just something I wanted to let you know about. Uh, yesterday in my mailbox, I got one of these big fancy flyers with a little box with a key in it, and it <laughs> seems to be the um, same group that uh, was down three or four months ago. Uh-huh. Uh, they're setting up a big tent sale at yeah. um, <coughs> downtown Stewart Publix, and people assume it's a group yeah. of local dealers or something, but I think it's the same uh, out-of-state consortium there. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Always amazes me, and we we actually at our dealership, uh, Stu and I were in a meeting with an advertising group, uh, and uh, this uh, advisor was advising us that we should try lotteries and uh, raffles and and win a, this and win a that, and I sometimes wonder, are we being too conservative? Uh, I think most people realize that the chances that they're going to win $25,000 or a car are rather, are rather low. But I guess we all think about, I mean, let's face it, people buy lottery tickets. You know your odds against winning the lottery are astronomical. I mean, one in hundreds of millions of hundreds of millions. But people do it anyway. So it's a numbers game, Nick. If, if you can get 500 people to come into your car dealership, on a wing and a prayer that they're going to win the lotto, then out of those 500 people that come in, you're going to sell maybe 1% of them cars. And that's a lot of cars. One out of 100, you'll be able to convert over. So it's a numbers game. And the rest of them, they come in and they don't win. And uh, that's the way it's played. But, yeah, that's uh, those direct mail lottos and raffles and free cars, it really gets them in the door, and it works very well for car dealers. I think the people that are, I hate to use the word sucker, you know, uh, P.T. Barnum, there's a sucker born every minute, but the suckers are the ones, if you go in just for the fun of seeing if you want, that's fine. But if you're one of the suckers, be careful. They're going to take advantage of you. So, Nick, thanks for a great yeah, so call. They're giving, away, um, <laughs> so they're giving away a free Camaro, and then it says yeah. <laughs> uh, limit two, two cars per household. Yeah. Unbelievable. That, but there's to, no guarantee to, that that um, <laughs> winner of the Camaro could even be in Florida. It could oh, be from any one of a number of states, right? Did, did I hear you right? Wait a minute now. Did you say they're giving away a Camaro and they say limit two cars per household? Is That's that what, what it says. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. I mean, the guy's got a sense of humor. I love it. But you know, Nick, there's some people. Oh, no, no. That's, you that's, don't think so? that's a psychological ploy. That is, is not. It? Yeah, that's, he's not being funny. He's, he's trying to trick. You yeah. think so? Yeah, he's trying to make oh. it seem like it's, it's more likely <laughs> that you're going to win. What, people are winning more than one car? I'm going. <laughs> well. Uh, but the bad thing is you think you're dealing with local dealers, and these guys are from out of state somewhere. You don't uh, even know who you're dealing with. I love it. Hey, can you fax me that? I need that for fax. my file. Yeah, I've got a fax. Oh, I, I, uh, I, I, I was asking what, what is a fax. I can try. <laughs> what, or mail it to me, or scan it. Okay, I can mail it. Yeah, I'd love it. That'd be great. I'm gonna put that in my file. I'm, I'm always <laughs> looking for new, uh, stupid things that car dealers do to get people in, and I've never heard that. Two cars, you know, you're gonna win a car probably, but you can't win more than two. If you win three cars, Are you sorry. Looking for, um, you're looking for mystery shoppers. I'm always yeah. looking for mystery shoppers. 
Yeah, give me your contact. Well, what do you have to do to be a mystery shopper? Give, give us your contact information, not on the air, but you can give it to the control room, uh, and uh, and then we'll contact you, and we'll uh, uh, talk to you about uh, doing a mystery shop for us. We're always looking for good mystery shoppers. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Get you that bullet. Yeah, hang rest. on. Hang on and give your contact information. <laughs> Thank you. All I could think of was the, with the mailer is an attraction for a distraction. So, you said you were looking, always looking for something that uh, yeah. a car dealer did that was stupid. Yeah. It must be a magnificently easy well, job. They have Gif fertile <laughs> imaginations. They come, <laughs> and I, I could see the brainstorming session. I got it. We say limit <laughs> right. two cars per family. I love it. Why well, stop it there? Uh, limit five cars per family. Oh, goodness I'm gracious. going. We got some text now. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah, you're listening to oh, Earl caller. Stewart on Cars right here at the True Oldies channel. And uh, you're going to hear things here that you have not heard before. Join us in all the fun and information. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we do have another lady caller, and she is a first-time caller from Michigan. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Nancy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Congratulations. You won yourself $50 today. Well, thank you so much. What can we do for you this morning? Hey, Diane. I was calling Diane. because I had told Earl that I would call in and tell him and his listeners about my experience I had with a, a car dealership in Panama City. Diane, can you turn off I your radio, had, please? I think you have your radio on. I'm hearing an uh, echo in the background. It's, it's a little distracting. I have an echo in the background? Just, I, I hear Maybe it's not your radio. I hear a, an echo. If, if your radio's not on, just go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I don't have any radio on. Okay. Anyway, so I had bought a Altima at Panama City, and I lived in Sarasota County. Mm -hmm. And I was driving back and forth each week. I worked a couple of days in Panama City and a couple of days down in North Shore. And I went in and bought this Altima. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to charge me $795 for some special clear coat that they put on it that was supposed to protect the car. And I told them I didn't want to pay $7.95 because stuff don't work. Mm -hmm. and, and they told me, oh, it had already been applied to the car. I had to pay it. <laughs> and so before I bought the car, I clarified with them. I said, so this means that if my car gets ruined from bugs or anything like that, you're going to fix my car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, three weeks later... I go in there and say, look at the front of my car where the bugs have ate my bumper. You oh. told me this stuff would protect my car, so I quit washing my car every week as soon as I got to Panama City because it was my practice. As soon as I got to Panama City, I went straight to the car wash before I even went to my hotel. Mm -hmm. And once I got this car that supposedly had this stuff that was going to protect it, I quit doing that. Mm -hmm. And I had little spots all over my front bumper. They told me they would file the claim for me. A couple weeks later, I still hadn't heard anything. I called them again. They said, oh, they're still waiting to hear back from the company of the clear coat. Mm -hmm. So it was about a month later, they finally called me, and they said, we finally heard back from the company, and you have to file the claim yourself. Go to this website to file your claim. <laughs> so I go to the website, and I file the claim, and they respond back. 
that it's no longer covered because it's been more than 30 days oh, since my. the date I noticed the damage. Mm-hmm. Well, so I contact the dealership back and explain to them that it's their fault that the claim wasn't filed within 30 days mm-hmm. and that they were responsible for fixing my car. And they said, oh, no, we're not <clears> doing <throat> that. We're not going to fix your car. And I said, yeah, you are going to fix my car. So since I lived in Sarasota County, I filed a small claims against them to have my car painted. It cost me $10 to file the form and $35 to have the, um, the suit filed at the, at the dealership, delivered at the dealership, and at the owner's home. Oh. I went to org and got the owner's name and address and wow. actually served him with the suit at his house. Wow, you're persistent, was, Diane. Wow. That's fantastic, <laughs> Diane. Congratulations. I, I received a call the very next day wanting to know what could they do to, to take care of me. They ended up giving me a loaner car for an entire week while they <laughs> repainted my car. <laughs> they reimbursed me the $45 that I had spent on the lawsuit, and the owner and the manager both came in to personally apologize to me. <laughs> Wonderful. Congratulations. Wow, that is amazing. I tell you what, I haven't heard <coughs> a success story like that in a long time. And you really are a woman that knows how to take care of herself. And what, a, what an amazing story. I, 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 it makes me want to do a blog on that, of the, the victory of persistence against a car dealer. Uh, this... Uh, you know, this uh, shield thing they put on your cars, such a common scam, and the the warranty claims are practically never paid. But you really took it all the way to the dealer and had him served at his home and really got his attention. I'm telling you, uh, you're one in a thousand, Diane. Congratulations on yeah. a great job. That's a home run, Diana. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out very well, and it was so easy to do that, there, there's a website called LegalZoom.com. Yes. You go in there, and all you got to do is put in your information, and it prints, it, it puts everything in the form where it needs to be. Yes, it's a great it website. It costs $9.99 to, to, to print it, to get the form to file it. Yeah, it's, it's it worth every penny. Well, you are an example for all the women listeners out there. In fact, you're an example for the men listeners out there. If you're persistent uh, and you know you're right, which you did, uh, you can prevail ultimately. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of people just don't have that persistence, uh, and uh, you uh, you do, and you're one in a thousand. Uh, I thank you so much for the call, Diana. I would love it if you could call the show regularly because you're the type of woman that Nancy looks up to, and we wish she's trying to create more Dianas in our audience, and your example is going to make it a lot easier for Nancy to do that. So you've got 50 bucks that we're going to mail you for being a first-time female caller, and uh, we hope that we can count on you. We'd like to have you like Tina call on the show every week. I, I work a lot of Saturdays early. Like I've told you, the last few weeks I was going to try and call, and, and I had to work every week. But I, I finally had today off. So any day, any day that I'm off, I will be listening. My husband listens to you all the time. Thank you oh, so that's much. great news, Diane. And uh, thank you for helping me build this platform for ladies. What a fantastic story. And as I said earlier, what a home run. Congratulations. And congratulations. uh, You you won yourself $50. Give us a call again. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Have a wonderful day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have got a whole lot of time left here, a whole lot to get to. Give us a call toll-free, 877-960-9960. Remember, we have that mystery shopping report coming up, and we'd like you to be part of it by voting on what you think about the mystery shopping report a at 772-497-6530. And uh, we are going to Georgia, and uh, Linda is on the line from Locust Grove. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Nancy and Earl and everybody else there. Are you? A, um, are yeah, you I decided to. Do you listen? To, to get brave and call. Do you listen <laughs> to the show every week? Oh, of course. Yeah, I watch. I, I, yeah, I'm Linda Vittoria, and I listen to the. Oh, the, hey. uh, or I'm there for the ISC too. Yeah, you Fanta- know who I am. Fantastic. <laughs> I know Linda because she watches our Facebook feed every week. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Member of the Sunrise Club. Anyways, yeah. I wanted to say is um, we bought a, a Highlander, a 2017 Highlander up here in Georgia, and we took it down to Florida. And the good husband I had, he went and took me to the Bell's department store, and I was shopping around. And when I got out of there, we started down US 1. Well, I'm telling you what, what a racket. Hmm. That car was making, the SUV was making. I mean, it was clunking and, oh, gosh, all sorts of noises. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are we going to be able to get back to the condo? So I thought, hmm. So we pulled off the road, you know, because it was just making such a racket noise. You know, we thought, what, did we have a flat tire? You know, we went and bumped back the tires to see if they were flat. and there were, Nothing was flat. It was all good, you know. So then he decided, well, what do we do different? Well, apparently when he was putting my wheelchair in the car, in the SUV, um, the door, the back gate didn't close all the way. Uh-huh. And it was trying to tell us that something was wrong. And, you know, we didn't know what it was until he finally closed it back down and the noise quit. But I'll tell you, that scared the out of me. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't blame you. It's like, you know. Yeah. Nothing worse than a noise yeah. on the highway that you don't know what it is. You're waiting for yeah. transmission to drop out or the engine to stop. I thought the thing was going to blow up, to be honest yeah. with you. It was a horrible noise. Yeah, it's so scary. So glad we figured it out before it, you know, really was anything bad. We didn't want to continue traveling on it, mm-hmm. you know, on, with it, because it was like, it was just horrendous noise. I have never, you know, had that happen before. Well, lucky it was something that you could fix yourself because when you have a real bad noise, usually they're expensive to fix at the car dealership. So at least I, that's the good yeah. news. And I thank you very much for sharing that experience. It's a terrible experience, but it worked out positively for you. Yes, it did. And I was going to, if there was a problem, I said, we're going to take it to Earl to <laughs> see if they can figure it out. But we got it okay. It was, it was good. I would, have char- thing- I would have charged you, Linda. I'd probably, I got to pay Rick, and I would have. Man, I'm, I'm only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Anyways, I, and then, then we, when we bought the 2017 in, in 2017, we really wanted the 2018. But <laughs> they told us, the dealer told us that they aren't out yet. Hmm. And then they said, well, they need to sell more of the 2017s before they release the 2018s. 
Wow. That's so it was well into the time that it should have been out to be able to get the 2018, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't sell it to us. Well, that's a shame. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. Sounds like the pay plan of the car salesman you were talking to was talking, because at the end of the year, the dealers typically put bonuses, and the manufacturers put extra bonuses on the old model to clear them out. Uh, I always advise people to buy the, the current model. I'm advising people to buy 2019s now. Uh, they're mm-hmm. almost all available, but people think they get a really good <coughs> discount on a 2018. And they do get a big discount. The problem is the discount doesn't equal the depreciation that you suffer when you buy last year's model car. So uh, I'm sorry that exactly. they gave you the runaround on that, Linda. You uh, yeah. always try to buy the current model if you can. And when you're ready to buy yeah. another car, uh, you'll remember it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's what we wanted to buy, the, the 2018, yeah. but they didn't. They did, wouldn't, wouldn't sell them to us. They weren't yeah. supposedly they need to sell more of the 2017s first before yeah. they would put out the other ones. But it was that time of year, you know, the other cars were out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I understand. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So well, you, you got a good car, and I know you like it. Me. And I thank you for uh, for uh, mm-hmm. calling the show. And we've got uh, 50 bucks for Linda, right? Yes, we First definitely time do. And, uh, <coughs> Linda, congratulations for being an educated consumer. And uh, I'll get you that $50 if you leave your information. Thanks, Nancy. Look forward to hearing from you again. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, I have a text from Pittsburgh, and it's about a a Chevy Cruze. I was telling you yesterday uh, about it. But I see we have a caller, so I'll hold off on that text. And uh, Jerry is calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Jerry. Hi, uh, good morning. Uh, I've got a, an 07 Prius that I bought new from Earl uh-huh. uh, way back then, and uh, I've had the extended warranty uh, coverage on it, mm-hmm. the original expired. And, but uh, we just discovered recently that the emergency brake, parking brake, ceases to function. Mm. It does not ratchet. Wow. And to repair it would cost. They estimated about uh, twenty-five hundred. Wow! There's a, wow. a lot of a lot of work to be done. Holy I'm just wondering if uh, if there's a better a better f- uh, fix, or just leave it alone. So who who needs a parking brake anyway? Well, I want to. I, I want to look at <laughs> I want to look at it again, <clears throat> and I'm glad you called. I can't imagine. I, I'm talking about my own car dealership now, and I I could easily be wrong. I can't imagine. It cost him twenty five hundred bucks to fix a parking brake. Um, that was that was the estimate. <laughs> yeah, that actually could be possible if it's the parking brake assembly, the the pedal assembly, mm-hmm. uh, because that that part could be a very expensive part. Gary, uh, do me a favor and uh, uh, text me uh, your uh, contact information and. Uh, I'm gonna talk I don't have one of those phones I can I can oh, call in. Okay. Well, yeah, you can just call. You just call me. You got a pencil handy? Yes. Okay, my cell phone number is 561-358-1474. 1474, got yeah. it. And after the show, uh, after 10 o'clock or any time, 
you know, this weekend or Monday, whenever you want to call me, uh, give me your information. I'll check with my service manager. And uh, Rick says he thinks that's uh, that's entirely possible that a repairing a, a emergency brake could cost $2,500. And uh, we'll check into it and uh, see if we can help you on that. But I'm surprised. Even the owner of the dealership sometimes is surprised with how much it costs to fix a car. Yes. Thank you very much. Anybody out there listening that's had an experience repairing an emergency brake or anybody with knowledge on that subject, I'd love to hear from you, but that sounds like too much money to me. Uh, I'd have to get a look at it myself if if you wanted to verify it, but uh, um, that part, it it certainly could be quite expensive because just a, a odd comparison here. I just worked on a uh, I got a great idea. yesterday. I got a great idea. Text <clears throat> the dealership. I've already done that. Okay. <laughs> I'm three steps ahead of all we're you. Gonna, we're going to have an answer for you, <laughs> and we'll have it on the air. So, Gary, thank you very much. I'll uh, hear from you later, and uh, we're also going to try to get an answer right on the air for you. This is what we do at Earl Sterling Cars. But I, I just worked okay, on a Sienna van yesterday that had a the drop-down TV screen for the rear seat DVD player, and the TV screen, factory Toyota part, is $10,000 just for that TV screen. Well, if that was my car, you'd be talking to a guy that no longer had a TV screen in the back seat. The, yeah, the customer said, thing, no, I'm not interested thing I ever heard in of that. It. That's, yeah. a, that's obscene. Gary, thanks very much for, for calling, and we'll, we'll get that handled for you. Okay, thank you. Take thank care. you, Jerry. Keep listening. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, as I was saying earlier, I was text about a 2011 cruise, and this question is for Rick. Uh, This young lady is having a problem uh, shifting her vehicle. Can you help her? She thinks it might be the transmission, but she's not sure. Well, I'd need to know a little more information on uh, what is actually happening. That's is right, it that the shifter doesn't yeah. move? or yeah. We need some more details. Ask her to uh, text some more details on like that. When does it happen? Uh, does it happen as, uh, you know, when she starts the car in the morning? And exactly, does it stick? We need a little more okay. detail on that. I'll do yeah. that while Stu reads the uh, upcoming text. Yeah, we have a, uh, well, we have Joao in... Acre Brazil says well, hi. Uh, so we have uh, international listeners on our Facebook fantastic. feed. Fantastic. Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. Yeah. South and, and awesome. Joao, I, just, I do have to admit, I Googled how to pronounce your name, um, but it's Joao. So <laughs> hi. Thank you for watching. <laughs> and I, let me, let me Joao, bom dia. Bom dia. Bom dia. Ah, very good. Yeah. Bom dia. Well, we, uh, now we have a Facebook, uh, my, my uh, Sunrise Club, we have Brazilian yeah. uh, Facebook Sunrise Club <clears> members. <throat> and when you say hello, it's uh, not... Buenos dias in Spanish. It's Portuguese, bom, bom dia. Bom dia. Bom dia. Yeah. Thank you. Like you said, we always learn something new. Exactly. Two words of Portuguese right there. <laughs> That's bom it. Bom dia. <laughs> and then we have a, there's a question for Rick, a little tongue-in-cheek. says, uh, Rick, if you can't repair my brakes, could you just make my horn louder? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> yes, you can. You can put a boat horn on, a horn on there. Ooh, well, they, they have those big air-powered train horns. Yeah. Okay, so um, oh, here's a good one. Hey, Earl Stewart, I just made 100,000 miles on my 12A engine, and I'm getting, over, I'm getting overheating problems. I checked the heads of the motor, and it looks like water is leaking through. Is it chi- time to change my head gasket? 
Uh, <laughs> 12A motor? I don't know. 12A engine? 12A engine? I don't, I don't, I don't I'm know what that is. I'm not familiar with that it, one. Maybe they means it's a V12. <laughs> could be. I'm, I'm wondering what vehicle that's in. I don't know. We need more information, Texter. In the meantime, we'll go to the next one. And this one says, I went into the dealership. Uh, by the way, this is Mark from Boynton. It says, I went into the dealership with my wife and kids. When we went on the test drive, the salesman insisted that I take my family with me. I wanted to go alone, but he insisted. Is is this a common ploy among car dealers to use my family to get me to buy the car? It might be. <laughs> it probably is. I mean, let's face it. Uh, uh, the family, new cars are bought on emotion, and it shouldn't be that way. Second most expensive purchase of your life, but they bought on emotion. And typically they're bought too fast without enough homework. So why not get the kids and the wife involved mm-hmm. in the test drive to get everybody emotionally involved and then if you say, let me think about it, then you're, oh, Daddy, we want the car. Buy the car, please, Daddy. And, yes, sales tactic. Okay. And we hit the last text we have is from Don and LaBelle. Good old oh. Don. And this is a puzzler for Rick. Oh, boy. I'm waiting for Rick to start paying attention again. And it could be 50, <laughs> could be 50 bucks for Don. It could be, yeah. On a 2012 Camry LE Hybrid. Rick knows his stuff here. Uh, does the owner's manual explain how to use the button with the iPhone icon on the left-hand side of the dashboard? Don from LaBelle. The left side of the dashboard, iPhone icon. I'm sorry, just the phone icon. <laughs> My brain saw iPhone. <laughs> ah, the phone icon. A little talk button. Thing. Yes, the owner's manual will explain how to use that Bluetooth but you want, button. But what page is it on? Oh, well, then I'll be pulling that up. Page 713, Don. Look it up. And we have one more test. No, wait a minute. Let me me jump in there. (coughs) I know Don and LaBelle Mm -hmm. as being an extremely smart guy, and he's also probably a little tricky. He knows. he, he (laughs) He wants to stump Rick. And read the question again. Okay. The question says, on a 2012 Camry LE Hybrid, does the owner's manual explain how to use the button with the phone icon on the left-hand side of the dashboard? And the correct answer is no. Rick <laughs> said yes. I'm, I don't know. I, You're I don't guessing know. it's no. But I know Don LaBelle. Yeah. I'm guessing the answer, it, does, it doesn't have in there. So Don knew I'm that it wasn't in there. And he was asking Rick so Rick would get it wrong. And I think we owe Don 50 bucks. Let's find so it. We'll find I, out. Because I, th- I think it is. Oh, okay. I All right, think well, it is. Now, the, his question is, does it explain how to use the button? I think you're thinking on all sorts of levels here. Well, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering because 2012 Camry should have. But wait a minute, there it's shouldn't a be question. a button. Oh, wait on a minute, the dash. It, it might not have a button at all. Ooh, it, there this, shouldn't be a button. Don, on you've the got dash. us, you've got us doubting ourselves Didn't, now. <laughs> not me. I got, I got him. Okay. No, there, but there, there, is no, there is no button on the dash. Rick's got to pay for Rick, a phone button. Rick's got to pay the fifty bucks, not me. <laughs> because the button for using your uh, Bluetooth is actually going to have a person speaking, and it's going to be mounted on the steering wheel with steering wheel controls. There is no button with any phone icon that I know of on the dash. Too late, you said yes. Camry. Um, Too late. We'll verify afterwards. Let's move along. <laughs> Don, we're going fi- to get to the bottom of this, I promise. But we also have a uh, text from Mr. Z from Seaford, New York. Oh. From where? Seaford, New York. Seaford. Um, he says, morning. I have spent so much money... O- trying to repair the paint bubbling on a 2006 Mustang Hood. Mustang Hood still comes back. 
bubbling paint. Okay, what, what year was it? 2006 Mustang. Oh, 2006 bubbling paint. We don't have Alan Napier, our collision repair guy, used to be on the show. Uh, you got any thoughts on that, Rick? Yeah, that's going to be that uh, paint adhesion, the, the paint separation like we've talked Delamination. about. Delamination? Delamination. Delamination. Yeah. Yeah, just defective paint. Unfortunately, yep. unfortunately, Mr. Z, I like that. Mr. Like Mr. Lee. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like one of our mystery shopping. Uh, yeah, Mr. Z. Uh, unfortunately, paint is only awarded for the length of the mechanical warranty, which is really silly. Uh, and uh, uh, three years is a typical paint warranty. It should be longer, but it's not. And then they tap dance out of coverage by saying environmental conditions caused it. What causes it is defective paint or not enough paint, typically, or no clear coat. So I think you're just uh, stuck on that, Mr. Z, that you're going to have to pay for that repair. And uh, you can always try, but uh, 2006, Stu, was it? 2006 two, Ford two, Mustang. Yeah, I mean, that's that car is uh, 12 years old. Uh, you're going to have to pay for that repair yourself. I'm sorry. Okay, and the texts keep coming in. Uh, this is a question for Rick from Steve in New Jersey. Uh, I own a 2011 Subaru Outback. When I depress the accelerator, a rattling sound is generated for a second or two. I think it's one of the muffler heat shields. What can I do to fix? Uh, a lot of people would say just pull it off, but my recommendation is find out which shield it is. If, if you can get up under the car and just tap each of the shields, and After the take, car cools off. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't want it hot. Take the bolt loose and just put a big fender washer on there, and it will secure that and cost you 20 or 30 cents. Hmm. Wow. That's the reason we got Rick here. Yeah. I had no idea. Wow. And finally, we have Don from LaBelle who has chimed oh, in. <laughs> and he didn't exactly say so, but I think he agrees with me that, we over, that we're overthinking this thing. <laughs> um, Don says he's going to give Rick time to research that one. He says he's read the manual. He doesn't see it, and the car does have a button for the phone, so he's uh, not trying to trick he's us. He's letting them off the hook. Yeah, so he can't a find it. A button for yeah. the phone located on the left side of the dash to yeah. the left of the steering wheel. I'm going to guess it's on the steering wheel because that's the only place I've ever seen that button. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be. All right. Well, we're caught up. Yeah, it's uh, addressing the technology on cars. The cars today are simply over-technologized. Give me a word. over uh, you know, they're just too technical. And the average person, I'm, I'm, I'm a high-tech guy, and Nancy will tell you, we got gadgets, we got electronics, we got computer stuff all over the place, and I don't know 10% of what makes my car work. And I've got a manual this thick. I don't know why they do it. It is really, I'll bet you, even Rick, well, now he's got a Tacoma. He knows inside and out. But I'll bet if I put you into a 2019 Toyota something, you would have to go to the owner's manual to figure out some of the stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if a, if a guy like Rick that knows it all yeah. about a car has to read up yeah. every time they push a button, yeah. I got buttons on my car I'm afraid to push. You know what I, I tell our customers? I hit the ejection seat. I don't know. You know what I tell our customers? You don't have to know everything. Uh, it, it, there's, a little bit, there's a little bit there for everybody, and you find out what you like to use, and yeah. don't, don't stress out. But you, you know. pay for it all, right? Yep. And maybe yeah. that's me. I'm just, it's, it's a Scottish in me. You pay for a car, you pay for all the bells and whistles, and you can't find the bells and whistles. This is a Scottish yeah. thing? Yeah, a Scottish thing. I didn't know that. <laughs> you never heard that <laughs> one? Oh, no. I'm Scottish, too. Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> by birth. <laughs> yeah. All right, and, and I have an answer for Don. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the system that he has probably installed in his car in his 2012 Camry is going to be a Blue Logic uh, add-in cell phone system. It's actually a dealer-installed, port-installed option. And, yes, that button would be located on the dash. I had almost forgotten about those and as I'm looking through uh, my Toyota information here. All of a sudden, I remembered that. <coughs> and there will be a separate owner's manual for how to operate that ah, Blue Don, Logic listening? Bluetooth cell phone system. And if you lost that, you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually not, because we, have this, we have this wonderful thing called the Internet. Okay. And all he would have to do is Google Blue Logic, B-L-U, Logic, and it'll get him an order. Don't, don't 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 tell them to use Google. They'll stop calling the show. <laughs> People just start googling things. Uh. <laughs> I do it all the time. All right, we have a we. Th- by the way, I'm laughing because the text that I just got. Uh, this is the question about the 12A engine that stumped Rick. You're what I just said. That stumped Rick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says it's a motor made by made by Mazda back in the 70s, and he was just testing us. Wow. So. Uh, Hey, I'm going to let them know to send me some contact information. I think that qualifies for a Rick stumping right there. Well, that's funny. I was a Rick Mazda is, dealer. He's glowering at me right now. Don't <laughs> remind us. Well, if he's got a, 19, a 70s Mazda with only 100,000 miles on it, I'll bet it's got more issues than just a leaking head gasket. Uh, 100,000 miles. He just hit 100,000. Did he, say wow. what, he didn't wow. say what model Mazda it was. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get some more information, yep. but yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. 772-497-6530. Uh, okay. Yeah, and we need some more texts from you. 772-497-6530. And we have the mystery shopping report coming up, and you want to stay tuned for that. I'll go back to the information that I just received from Maria about her 2011 cruise. And uh, what she described to me was uh, her cruise just not moving uh, like it should, the way she described it. It's almost like she's got to jump out of the cruise and push it whenever she is putting it in different gears. It it has, uh, I'm going to use a word lag. It has a lag on it. Mm. And she's having some other difficulties with it also, but we'll address this one. Can you answer that, Rick? I, I would, this is something that I would have to actually see the car and test drive it to verify what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, just really not enough information there. It's something I'd need to actually drive the car to try to get an idea of it. Yeah. What should you do you is know, take it into her dealer and ask him to give her an estimate and test drive the vehicle with her and and then give her a written estimate. Hopefully in Pennsylvania they have a law like we have in Florida which allows you to ask for a written estimate and they cannot exceed that written estimate by more than 10% if uh, when they repair your car. And then to be sure that when you get the estimate that that will fix the car. The understanding of course is that's the estimate. It might be okay cost-wise, but do you guarantee if you do this it will fix my problem? And uh, that's what she needs to do. Great, great and then information. And she probably get three estimates. Yeah. And it sounds like a possibly yeah. expensive repair. So get at least three estimates before she yeah. allows someone to fix it. That sounds good. I uh, hope we hope. I hope we helped you out, Maria. I have a suggestion for you before you uh, venture into any dealerships. Uh, go to uh, 
a, a, a great website, and that's carcomplaints.com. <coughs> See what you're up against. See if uh, something is uh, going on with a recall, and uh, do a little homework there, and then uh, go ahead and take Earl's advice and get those three estimates. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And... Uh, Stu, do you have any? Oh, yes, we do. Oh, boy. It's blowing okay. up this morning. Okay. All right. Well, I was going to say something about safety features, but you go ahead. Okay. Because our lines are lit up also. Okay. I'll try and beat the caller. Angelo from Hanover, Pennsylvania hmm. says, I recently bought a 2018 Chevy Camaro, and it's great. However, there is some serious construction happening on a main road. When I drove over part of the road, there was a huge bump. Now the car is pulling to the left. I'm thinking this is possibly the alignment, but... Is this an expensive fix, or is it covered under warranty? Well, uh, the final part first. Unfortunately, road hazard things like that are generally not covered under warranty. But the first thing I would do is get very quickly to a dealership and have them check the alignment because it sounds like something might have gotten bent in the suspension. And without trying to get too technical, I will make one statement that is pretty much true for most cars to have what's called a McPherson strut suspension, which probably 99% of the cars, not trucks, but cars on the road today have McPherson struts. The alignment generally cannot cause a pull unless something is bent or if something is really knocked out of whack. But I would definitely have your alignment checked to see if anything is bent and have the tire and wheels on that side of the car inspected because it's possible that you may have damaged the tire. And don't pay for the uh, alignment check. Uh, they may try to charge you for it. You should get a free alignment check. And when they do the alignment check, it should be a computerized printout that they should show you that will tell you exactly what the machine showed. And it'll show like red, green, yellow for each wheel. And you'll find yep. out if it's truly in or out of alignment. And as Rick said, if it's something bent, it's going to be expensive. And you might want to get another couple estimates. Or even possibly, if it's very expensive, get your insurance company involved because sometimes that can be covered under insurance. Comprehensive insurance, exactly. But definitely have your tires inspected because it could have damaged a belt in one of the tires, and that could cause a pull and start to cause a very serious vibration, mm -hmm. but it can also be very dangerous because that tire could potentially blow out. Well, thank you, Rick. We've got another text here. Yeah, we got a few here. Uh Let's see. Okay, Paul in Jupiter says, Good morning. I'd like to ask a question. How important is it to use the oil viscosity indicated in the owner's manual rather than a different weight of oil? Rick? I'm sorry, one more time. How, How important is it to, to use the oil viscosity specified in your owner's manual? That one I call very important. Each engine is designed for a specific weight of oil or a range of weights. And some of them can have a couple different weights that you can use in it, and it's fine to switch back and forth. But if your engine calls for a specific weight of oil, viscosity, I would definitely stick with that. It's what it was designed for, and using too thick an oil or too thin an oil can cause damage and could definitely void your warranties. Thank you, Rick. Another text. Moving on. Uh, Cliff in Coral Springs. It uh, says, on my 97 F-150, there is a button at the end of the stem coming from the steering column to engage the cruise control. It's now flashing and never did that before. Hmm. 
Why? Sounds to me, if the light is flashing on it, you have a malfunction. And generally, the blinking light is usually an indicating that the computer for it is seeing a malfunction somewhere, and you'd need to get that checked by your dealership. Okay. Uh, moving on, we have Steve Case. Oh, sorry, well, that's okay. Steve in Pittsburgh, North Carolina, says, Good morning, Earl, Nancy, and all. I have a 2002 Suburban. Occasionally, when you apply pressure to the brake, there is a short click. What might that be? My wife has wanted me to get rid of my beloved beach car for years. Uh, by the way, I love the Sunrise Club. Oh, well, thank you, Steve. Um, older cars, sometimes the bushings on the brake pedals will start to wear, and you'll get a little bit of extra free play, and when you step on the brake, you'll hear a little click. If you're hearing it inside, that's where I would start looking. Uh, the other thing, and this is actually very completely normal on cars, when you're first stepping on the brake, the first time after you've changed direction, you'll sometimes hear a little click noise because it's what's called pad shift. Mm. The brake pads in their holders, when you're driving, say you put your car in reverse and then step on the brake, they'll move one direction just a little bit. Oh. And then when you go forwards and step on the brake the first time, You'll hear them shift just a little bit, and it can make a little tiny clicking sound that may be noticeable enough on older cars. Oh, thank you, Rick. I learned something, too. I had no idea about that. How are we doing on text? Are we, are we all, caught up? We're all caught up. Um, Rick, amazing. Uh, if you have any questions at all for Rick or any of us, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And we have Bobby on the line from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bobby. Hello. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, we've talked before about uh, car dealers being lying, cheating thieves. Yes. And um, <laughs> I was calling today about uh, the service areas in car dealers. Um, I'm starting to have trouble there also, um, either, either misdiagnosing or when they do diagnose the problem, the, the repair manual calls for a certain amount of time for the repair. And it, it, it's, not, it's not even close to accurate to what's going on mm -hmm. in the service facility. For, for a particular example, um, I had a problem with a water pump, and this, the story was, that it was going to be $2,000 to have the water pump replaced, mm -hmm. which is astronomical, but that's a service manual estimate of time. And when you go and look on the Internet, the people that, that fix these things, either in their backyard or, or actual mechanics that write in on the Internet, say that the actual time it takes to, to do that repair is 20% is of the time. Of, that's required by the service manual, which is put out by the manufacturers. Mm -hmm. So as a consumer, how do you deal with that? When, when Marty, uh, uh, you and most of the world is confused by that. One of the things that I have to explain as a car dealer most often is what the uh, flat rate, we call it a flat rate manual, and they call they put the, uh, uh, the, the time and hours, it's the uh, 
you can even buy different flat rate manuals. Car dealers, you can go out and buy a manual that gives you more time and more money to do a repair than another one. The manufacturer's factory flat rate manual is the only legitimate manual. They have other manuals, as I say, that can make the dealer charge more and, of course, make more money. Uh, when they say two and a half hours or three hours or five hours, they're not clock hours, actually. Those are units. You could call them whatever you want to call them. But they are a combination of the amount of time it takes to fix and the skill of the technician that's doing it. And you're absolutely right. You could have something that showed a two-hour time. In reality, a technician like Rick, who's been doing the same thing for 20 years, he could do it in one hour. He could beat what we call the flat rate by half. And a lot of really skilled technicians do that. You take an apprentice technician that's only been on the job for six months, and you give him the same job, it might take him three hours, though the flat rate says it's two hours. So it's misleading to the customer. I've often said that they should change the name of it. Take the, the word hours out of it. Uh, call it uh, uh, Frisbees. You know, I don't care what you call it. Yeah. Don't call it an hour. It's not a time clock hour. It's 1.7 Frisbees. Exactly, yeah. And uh, oftentimes you have your higher skilled technicians that will do the same job as an unskilled technician, and they get they get uh, the, the unskilled technician actually is underpaid in a way because he doesn't know how to do it fast and, and good. He might have to redo it. And there's another thing. If you have to redo it, you don't get paid for it. So uh, it's confusing to the customers. It's confusing to the technicians. Um, the best thing you can do is get estimates. And you take that water pump. Forget about the hours they show in the manual. Talk to two or three different repair facilities and say, what are you going to cost me? charged me bottom line to fix my water pump and that's what you can hang your hat on instead of something out of a, a manual which I, is pretty meaningless i'm becoming less confused but more convinced that the that the that these time whatever you call the that manual yeah flat rate. Is, flat rate. it's 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 fictional mm -hmm. with the with the intent of increasing the profit for the dealers and that is being done by, as I understand it, by the manufacturer. Yeah. So, and, and I, I understand this is just one specific instance, but for instance, the, the repair manual for, and this, is, this happens to be a Toyota, it says to, to replace the water pump, you have to lift the engine off its mounts, which, which is not accurate. It's, it's, it's inaccurate. So, so it doesn't matter whether it's a, it's a six-month technician or a 20-year technician. What they're prescribing for the fix is wrong. And the, the fact that it is wrong is costing the consumer an exceptionally large amount of money. In addition, so, so and sticking to this one particular example, just, just for uh, illustration, the... If, if it truly was uh, a $2,000 job to replace a water pump on an engine, that's bad engineering. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. that's General Motors yeah. engineering on a Toyota. Yeah. If they stick the water pump in a spot where you've got you to gotta pull the engine out to get to the water pump, that's, that's, that's just horrendous engineering, and there's no reason for it. But 
the worst part is their prescription for the repair is wrong, and and Bobby, let me ask you. One. I may know a little something about it to to question it, but you know. My grandmother goes in and they tell her she needs a water pump. She's going to give them the $2,000. And I'm sure it happens over and over again. Let me ask you a quick question. Are you talking about a specific make car? Is this a Toyota or a General Motors? Yeah, it's a Toyota. It's a six-cylinder. It's a six-cylinder engine on a minivan. Okay. But, I want, but, I want to, I but want it's to also happened, a, a, a similar thing happened with a starter on a 2006 Lexus LS430. They... Mm-hmm. They're, they're claiming that the positioning of certain parts are such that you have to tear the engine apart to get to them, and the mechanics know that it's not true, Bobby, and they don't tear the engines apart. Let me just say one thing to clarify something. The, you said something earlier about the uh, is a plot by the manufacturers to make more money. <clears throat> it might be a plot by the dealers to make more money, but the manufacturers, if you're using the factory flat rate manual, it is not a plot by them, and I'll tell you why. The manufacturers use the, the factory flat rate manual to pay uh, the dealers for warranty work. So it's an expense to them to fix a car under the warranty, and therefore they want to be at least fair or maybe less than fair when they assign a flat rate time to a warranty repair. Uh, the way they arrive at it is they have a, a laboratory where they have technicians and they have repairs and they time the technicians when they do the repair and they will have uh, not a technician that's been doing the same repair for 20 years they'll just have an average technician doing an average repair purportedly they're trying to be fair to the dealer if you talk to a car dealer he'll say the manufacturers are not being fair in the flat rate time they allow me to pay my technicians. Rick has a point. Uh, Bobby, um, I'm assuming you're talking about a Sienna van? Yes. What year is that one? Mm, 2015. Uh, 15? Okay. Yes. I, I'm, I'm looking up the... Uh... And, and so, uh, back back to what Earl's saying, though, and, and again, this is just one particular problem, but it's, but it's, sort, of a, it's sort of a fairly... Mm, it, it's a fairly unusual part to go bad early on with a car mm-hmm. so the water pump in a in a toyota doesn't go bad very often for a hundred thousand miles yeah, you're, um, right. you're right well Bob, so, so the dealer on a warranty job isn't going to suffer much on that but my point is their prescription for fixing it whether they whether they're in the manufacturer is testing out the mechanics doing the job the way they're doing the job is wrong it, and it, it's, it's Bobby, just wrong, Bobby, Bobby, and let, the mechanics let, know about it. Let, and let and Rick the beauty of today is that you can now go out on the Internet for just the shade tree mechanics, or oftentimes what happens is, in this case, like a Toyota mechanic will write in and say, no, here's how you do the job so you don't have to take the engine off its mount. Bobby, let Rick comment which, on which the fact that you... Which is a big deal. Let Rick comment on the fact that you have to lift the engine off up to get the uh, water pump out. Do you have to lift the engine up? Well, I'm, I'm looking that up right now, but the one thing I did look al- already is the Toyota warranty time. In other words, this is how much Toyota would pay for me to replace that water pump under warranty is yeah. three hours labor. So Toyota only gives... Right, th- but it, first of all, again, 
you wouldn't expect a water pump to be a warranty issue. That would that would be an unusual occurrence. Well, for I get a water your point. pump to be a, a I, I and, and I and I don't want to be too technical specific for the people listening, but the water pumps don't go bad under warranty very often. Yeah, you're right about that. Yes. Uh, your point is well taken, uh, Bobby, and I uh, uh, I I totally agree with you. They should scrap the whole flat rate system. We got to move but along. But how do here. we but how do as consumers, I mean, besides going to the internet, I mean, what is what does my grandmother do when they tell her the That's best thing one to, question. The, the other th- problem is once they start telling me things like that, then I doubt everything they no. say. Hey, Bobby, and that's Bobby, often to Bobby, my detriment Bobby, 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 we're occasionally running. they'll Bobby, tell me something that's true Bobby, that needs Bobby, to be get a grip on you. and I'll say, nope, get a grip they're on just trying to get me again. Bobby, listen, we got to go. Uh, okay. Uh, I understand your ire and I, your, your anger is justified. Well, I'll, 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 I'll wrap it up by saying tell your grandmother to get three bids. On the on the repair because the one thing that'll keep a car dealer honest is competition. And if she gets three bids on what it's going to cost to repair her water pump, she'll get the lowest possible price. Now we got to move along. Thanks for calling, Bobby. You're very knowledgeable on mechanics, and we'd love to have you call back in next week. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Text number is seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. That's seven seven two. Four nine seven six five three zero. And uh, I see by the clock that uh, it's nine thirty four. I think we should go to the mystery shopping report. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, would love you to vote on that mystery shopping report. And you can do so by texting us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Our mystery shop is from King Hyundai. Now back to the recovering car dealer. King Hyundai, you know, it's funny when Stu and I were talking about shopping this car dealership, uh, I had a flashback about the fact that the King family has been in the business uh, longer than my family or any family that I know. Louis King, going way back to the 30s, uh, has been in the business. They used to own a huge number of dealerships, and now they're down to the two dealerships. We did happen to shop one of them, as coincidentally, not because we were going for nostalgia here. I know Clay King, uh, the third generation dealer, and I knew Lewis King, his grandfather, and his father. Uh, at any rate, our search for used cars uh, for the Takata airbag issue uh, took us to uh, King Automotive, and uh, he's got uh, the Mitsubishi store as well in uh, US 1 and Deerfield Beach. Uh, this mystery shop is the first time uh, we've investigated the King dealership, so we went in without any prejudice or expectations. We found a 2008, now that's a 10 or 11 year old vehicle, mm-hmm. 2008 Dodge Magnum with just 48,000 miles. That's amazing. That's great, yeah. Uh, very low mileage for a 10 year old car, 4,800 miles a year. Uh, listed for sale on King's website for $5,991. A quick check of the VIN on safercar.gov alerted us to a passenger side Takata recall. We confirmed this information with both Carfax and Chrysler's own website. Agent X volunteered for the mission. He volunteers for all the missions. He loves what he does. He loves being out in the field. Speaking of the first person as Agent X, I called King Hyundai to make sure the 2008 Dodge Magnum was there. Dennis told me it was but before trying to set up an appointment, he suggested he actually go find it first. That was a nice touch. 
Very, very nice touch. I underlined that. <laughs> I thought that it was a nice touch and gave him my phone number uh, so he could call me back. I waited less than 10 minutes before Dennis called me. He said he touched the car, and it was there. We agreed to an 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. actually, appointment. Dennis said he would wait for me, and I rushed out to my car for the long drive on 995. Hour, hour long. About halfway there, Dennis called and sounded stressed. He said another customer was working on a deal on this uh, old Magnum. He said he thought the deal was happening. I was mad at myself for not finding a backup Takata car. I decided quickly to improvise when I got there, so I told Dennis I was still coming and directed him to find some suitable alternatives for me. It happens so often that we go for one car and the car's not there. It's rare, I think, when it's there. It is rare. Or at least we're, we're batting 500. I continued my drive just as I was exiting I-95. Dennis called again. The other customer blew out, he said. No deal. Dennis said he would hold the keys and not let anyone else go near that Magnum. It's very personal. The whole thing is a really good salesman here. I found King Hyundai on US-1, parked, got out of my car, made immediate eye contact with Dennis, who was walking my way. I was the only customer there from what I could see. I found King Hyundai. Oh, I just did that. We shook hands, and Dennis pointed to the Magnum. Parked right up front. It was uh, ready for presentation. Dennis had already opened the doors, the hood, and the rear latch on the big wagon. Hmm. Didn't even know the Magnum was a wagon. Dennis showed me how clean the car was. He started the engine asked me to listen to the hum. He showed me how cold the air was. I told him I thought I smelled something burning, actually oh. oil and asked if it had been uh, checked out by a service department. He said it was, and there were no worries. No mechanical issues. I, he said no. I asked him about the burn oil smell. Dennis told me they probably just spilled some oil when they changed the oil. He asked me if I wanted a test drive. I said I would take a short one. He headed north on US-1. I asked why the miles were so low on this 2008. That is suspicious, isn't it? He said it was garage kept by a snowbird who hardly drove it. I nodded in approval. You know, interestingly enough, in this South Florida area, there are a lot of cars like that. Mm -hmm. and that's got to be uh, a real find when you find a 4,800-mile 4, car that's 10 years old. I asked Dennis the first or the second of my three questions as we pulled back into the lot. Has this car ever been in an accident? He gave me the standard answer. We'll check Carfax. Uh, when we're back in the office. We sat down got right back to business. Dennis said the list price of the car was $7,991, which he said was Kelly Blue Book's fair purchase price. Now, we checked. $7,991 is not the Kelly Blue Book fair purchase price. Even with extremely low miles, the Kelly Blue Book price is $5,872. You know, I'm going to editorialize a little bit here. I don't think that, the, correct me if I'm wrong, Stu, that the Kelly Blue Book actually goes down that low in mileage. They say low mileage, right? That is true. So, um, well, you'll, pu you'll put the mileage in there, yeah. and it'll come with a value. Yeah. I do believe, I think I know where you're going. When you have something that low, yeah. you kind of have to ignore the books because yeah. you, you're not going to find another yeah. one. It's unique. So um, 5,000 miles on a 10-year-old car, 
50,000 miles. I mean, yeah, 50,000 50, miles on the 10-year-old car. That is, uh, the thing that pops to me is fraud. But we have a good odometer law in Florida. And if you have a certified uh, odometer statement that says it's the mileage and you, the title says that, then you can count yeah. on it in Florida. So that's a that's a very low mileage car. Might be worth the asking price. Probably probably is. Yeah, and I, I and it's not that unusual down yeah. here with the snowbirds. I yeah. mean, you get people that leave a car here and they only drive yeah. it part of the year. Exactly. Uh, my price, Dennis said, was the internet price of fifty nine ninety one. There was no negotiating. He said they had held firm to the internet price. Then pivoted to ask how I was paying for the car. I said I was using my credit union. If you just tuned in, we're doing King Hyundai in Deerfield Beach. King Hyundai in Deerfield Beach. Uh, and um, I needed a buyer's order because I'm going to my credit union. I, uh, I'm going to be essentially, as far as they're concerned, paying cash. Dennis said this may be a problem. Neither he nor his manager could print a buyer's order. Only the business manager. Now, the business manager is the F&I manager. And this is a ruse the car dealers use to, frankly, hit you with the extra fees. Uh, you're talking to the salesman. There is no buyer's order. So you don't have a final out-the-door price. And he uses the ex excuse that I can't give you the only the business manager can. So that means you basically commit to the deal with the salesman. You shake hands. You typically sign something called a work order. It's an internal document. It's not a legal document. So you feel like you bought the car. Then you go to the F&I manager, and that's where the fees come at you. So this is what's going on here. He says, I can't give you a buyer's order, and that's where we are. Uh, Dennis suggested that he could email it to me later. I said I would wait for the business manager to become available. Stuck to my guns. As we talk, Fergus, there's an unusual name. Fergus. Fergus. Maybe it's short for Ferguson. F -E, yeah, Fergie, F-U-R-G-U-S. The manager came over. Fergus wanted to know why I couldn't take the Magnum home tonight. I said I had a 9 a.m. appointment at the credit union to get my loan, and I needed to get a buyer's order. I had to have it with me to get my, my, my check. Um, Fergus said he'd get me good financing, going after me again for the financing. If you're new to the show, I've said this many times, dealers make most of their money in the finance department. You can get a great deal on a car, good price, but boy, when they take you to the business office, mm -mm. hang on to your wallet. Watch That's out. where they're going for it. They're going to make two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000 in the business They get office. you in the box. They get you in the box. <laughs> so the guy in the box is the only one that could generate the legal document. Mm. I fought him off by telling him my credit was terrible and he'd be waiting, wasting his time. He looked at his phone uh, for the time. It was 9 o'clock. He said he would go check. He's, they don't want to be there that late at night. I'm in the I'm, I'm mystery shopping at 9 o'clock at night. Everybody wants to go home at 9 o'clock at night. He came back. He said it would be 10 minutes. I hung out with Dennis at the desk. Now we're waiting for the finance manager, the business manager. Waited, waited quite a while. I asked Dennis uh, about safety, and he said if there were any, any issues that the car should be, uh, he said Dennis, the car's fine. I asked him if there any issues. There are none. 
So they're stonewalling on the Takata airbag. I almost forgot that's why we're here, because of the Takata airbag. They stonewalled, stonewalled, no safety problems. At 945, boy, are they going to be mad at us. <laughs> he got hazard pay for this one. <laughs> Is uh, King Hyundai going to be mad at us when they found out we kept these guys there until 945 to get to see the business manager? I wonder what the well, business manager was doing. Eating dinner. Eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He was home. <laughs> right. He's busy. He had to come back to the dealership. Right. He's watching uh, Walking Dead or I something. I told Fergus we were talking about <laughs> safety and asked if he thought they were, <laughs> we're still pumping him. We're begging him. Is there a safety issue? We know the car has got a bad Takata airbag. We're begging him to tell us the truth. No problems. The car is safe. Okay. We finally got the business manager to come out with a the paper. They charged me the internet price. Of fifty nine ninety one, they added seven hundred ninety eight dollar fifty cent dealer fee, a seventy nine dollar and fifty cent electronic filing fee, a twenty five dollar private tech agency fee. He added all together is nine hundred and three dollars. Now the dealer fee is nine hundred three dollars, and I have to tell you, and I, I'm doing a a blog on this, even though I do so many blogs on dealer fees, it's not funny. The car dealers of Florida <clears throat> have zoned in on the word dealer fee. I wonder why. And they're believe believe it or not, they're saying we don't charge dealer fees. And they're stop they're stopping charging dealer fee by name only. And they're charging other fees. Dealer fee is a legal term that is in the Florida statutes, a generic term to describe all the phony charges. So they can charge a dealer fee by calling a different name. Now, my, my latest blog, and here it is in uh, Florida Weekly, if you, if you can find the Florida Weekly, uh, the blog says, open letter to Florida car dealers. I list some of the different names for the dealer fee, and some of them are documentary fee, dealer prep fee, electronic filing fee, notary fee, Closing fee, tag agency fee, e-filing fee. Do you see what I'm saying? Fee. That's the only continuity there. Fee. They say fee because they want you to think it's a government fee. So in this case here, we have three dealer fees. They would say the dealer fee is only 798 only. Seven hundred ninety-eight dollars and fifty cents, but they added seventy-nine fifty, another dealer fee, and twenty-five for nine hundred three dollars. That's the bottom line. That's what happened. The Takata airbag was hidden from the uh, shopper, the Mr. Shopper. And that Carfax report never materialized. Never showed us the Carfax report. Uh, they could have found it by calling the Hyundai dealer. They could have found it by going to safercard.org. Or they could have gone to their own website because there's a link to the Carfax report. Yes. <laughs> yes. And by the way, uh, if you have a dealer that puts the Carfax reports next to the cars he's selling, you can verify the information yourself yeah. because it, it will go to the Carfax report. And, and it's best to do that because 30% uh, of the time, uh, Car Carfax is uh, wrong. And there are other ways to get that information. So there you have it. We've got the mystery shopping report. <coughs> uh, we encourage you uh, via live Facebook streaming by text 
to let us know what your score would be. We score these every week, uh, A to F, and we take the uh, passing scores above anything above failing, and we put them on our recommended dealer list, and we take the other ones we put on do not buy from this dealer list. You can access this access that list by uh, list by going to uh, good dealer bad dealer lists dot com plural versus singular www.gooddealerbaddealerlist.com singular www.gooddealerbaddealerlist.com or you can go to earlandcars.com and you can check it out there and you're going to vote now we'd like you to vote by posting online facebook.com forward slash earlandcars or by texting us at 772-497-6530 the text number is 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and we'll do our internal scoring here. Uh, who wants to go first, Stu? Well, I got some uh, listeners uh, okay. who are chiming in right now. Okay, do that. Uh, Linda says at least they were polite to Agent X by calling him back, but she's still going to give him a D. D, and the, and the, I have to say this about the salesperson: that was one of the most conscientious salespeople that I've known, mm-hmm. because you don't want a guy to drive fifty miles. And come in and say, I'm sorry, the car is gone. And it happens very often. Yeah. Usually, it's premeditated. This particular salesperson, what was his name? Dennis. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dennis. Kudos to Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a just a, there's no name on this. It just says C minus came in. Okay. You got a D and a C minus. Uh-huh. We have a Dick says F. Mary says D. Okay. So we have some pretty low scores here so far. Well, thank you very much uh, for your scores. And as I say, you could continue to text us or uh, put it on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars, or text us at 772-497-6530. Let's see. Rick, give us a score. I'm actually going to go with a C plus because I think Dennis brought the score up with his conscientious thoughts there. Granted, he didn't produce the Carfax and the – you know, didn't look at it for the Takata airbag. But I I don't think Fergus really did too crazy. It doesn't sound like he got too abusive on him about trying to get him in the box on financing. So I'm going to say a, a C plus. I, I think a, a passing score for now, but with the caveat that, you know, you always have to do your homework and check for those recalls yourself, you know. Okay. Unfortunately, you're just not going to. Tell us. Mm-hmm. Nancy, what do you say? Uh, for, for the uh, consumer that just doesn't do their homework sometimes, uh, it's an unfortunate situation. And uh, sh- certainly uh, Dennis was nice, but so were Boy Scouts. And uh, this consumer was going in to purchase a vehicle. And uh, it just doesn't lie well with me. And I give them a failing score. Failing score. Stu? Okay, before I give him my take, uh, we have some more text coming in. Greg in Tallahassee says, sounds typical. A C. We're, gra- we're on the curve, right? Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, we have uh, Ed, says, and he's on Facebook Live. He says, I'm going with a C. Mm-hmm. Um, also on Facebook Live, we have Andrea says, does it matter if the car is, um, has one or three safety issues? Safety is safety. Reviewing the Carfax and NHTSA is not hard. Know your product. All things considered, C. Hmm. And that brings me to my score. I'm going to go with the C, too. Um, I agree with a lot of the listeners. It is all too typical. We are on a curve. Um, 
Uh, it's not up to me to say where they if they actively concealed it or not, but they certainly didn't make it easy um, on Agent X. So, hmm. okay, I'm you know I I was swayed by and this is what I I love a democracy because I was going to go for a failing score, and I was going to go for a failing score because the uh, either uh, premeditated um, deception about the repair. Uh, here is a car with a Takata airbag inflator, 10 years old. It's on the verge of exploding right now. Um, maybe 11-year-old car. High humidity, high heat for 11 years, and the steel canister could explode and kill somebody. And they were asked multiple times if this was safe. I'm recanting my grade. I lost. I lost sight of the whole purpose while we were here. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna, but you know, uh, I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a passing score, minimum passing score, and I'm a little sentiment, sentiment come in a little bit because I know Clay King, and Clay King is one of the most honest people I know, and uh, I think he's lost touch with this particular situation, and. Uh, uh, if I can hear from Clay King, if I can hear from him by text or phone and have a discussion with him, I will I will pass him. I'll put a pass on there yeah. because uh, I think that uh, there's a possibility they may have just missed that car and assumed all the cars they had did not have a recall. Mm -hmm. But I know he will hear about this. And he will call me, and he knows how to reach me. And if he will tell me and say, it was a fluke girl, we didn't mean to do it. I've talked to the manager, and that won't, it won't happen again. It was late at night. Everybody was tired. It could have been, yeah. yeah. So, And thank you for your input. But I was swayed because of the uh, I was swayed because of C's that were passed, and that's another reason I was going to give him a passing grade. Oh, quick, quickly, anonymousrecall.com www.youranonymousfeedback.com You can reach us anonymously. Jonathan reminded me earlier, I'm probably too late, but you can comment on the show or anything else at www.youranonymousfeedback.com Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we want to thank you uh, right here at 95.9 106.9 FM, the true oldies channel. We'll be back next week.